we got into surf um, largely because we spent uh, we spent a lot of time at the beach and we were big frequent um, beach goers at Bethel's. Uh, we would see at Tehinga and and so we'd see a lot of our junior surf club you know just training training these kids every Saturday morning um, sometimes on a Saturday as well and Mike and I just made a decision uh, very early on that we we wanted that for our children yeah we always knew the kids were going to be involved in the water whatever um that was going to look like whether they'd be guards or sport or for leisure yeah did you guys all start at the same time or mike did you start a bit earlier uh surf life saving no we all started together um like a lot of sports clubs you know you take your kids there and then uh, next minute you're volunteering to hold the bags and then next minute you're coaching next minute uh, i became a lifeguard and then that was a natural progression for the kids when they come through nippers uh, or junior surf that is involved around recruiting a lot of guards, uh, young or old. So uh, that was a good experience. So we all joined at the same time. We all, Helena and I, did the uh, bronze or you know lifeguarding uh, recruitment qualification together, and then our youngest boys followed suit uh, not long after that. Helena, what are some of the reasons why people need assistance in the water? Is there uh, like one common reason or is it a combination of things? Definitely a combination of things. And a lot of the time it's just because people are, just don't know about the, the types, just how dangerous like beaches can get. And every beach is different. There's different um, hazards and different dangers everywhere you go. Um, and especially what trips up a lot of um, rescues is that People don't realise that, like, rips, they they look really, really calm. And, of course, you want to be going and swimming in, like, an area. If you want to relax, like, you want to be, that's the first place where you want to go. It's, like, to swim in the calm patches of water when, actually, they're, like, really, really, they're more dangerous than the, um, the white water and stuff. Yeah, so, like, local knowledge, beach knowledge, and just water knowledge is a really, is really um, key um, often at times, a lot of people think that because they travel out to, you know, quote unquote, safe beaches, especially over in the shore or in the East Coast, it's, um, you know, you can take, like Dad said, you can take your eye off the water and you can't ever. And it's not just the water, it's like the sand, there's like the sandbars that pop up and, and the holes, etc. There's so many things. It's not um, just like the water at the beach too. So. Yeah, I think that really contributes to why our, our drowning rates in New Zealand, it's not back, it's not like back home in the islands and it's not back home, you know, where your local is. I think everyone kind of forgets that um, it's not like a one size fits all, essentially. When we look at the stats of preventable drownings in New Zealand, Māori and Pacifica males in particular, they feature quite highly. Um, and you know, what Surf Lifesaving New Zealand are doing is great. It's undoubtedly necessary and needed. But what else do you think needs to happen to change or ensure that people are being safe in the water to prevent drownings? Just going back onto mum and dad's stories and even my own story on growing up with uh, swimming lessons that was only available through school. Um, or if you were like dad, 
you know, leisure time, unless you go seeking for it, uh, essentially. But I think a lot of people in surf lifesaving would agree that we can't do everything. It can't just be surf lifesaving New Zealand who are leading and doing this work. It has to be like a team effort across all a variety of organizations. So that's like Drown and Prevention, Ministry of Education, local iwi. We can learn so much from them just in terms of the beach and the land and the water, you know, and when you know things, you know, coming back to my earlier point, when you know, when you know your backyard, you know how to have fun and you know how to keep safe. Mm-hmm. Um, there needs to be more organizations in this conversation especially with Pasifika communities, there needs to be like a community around water education. Mm. But that has to come from people who look like us and leading that conversation. It can't just be like, you know, some random sort of life-saving person from Muriwai telling the community out in South Auckland. It has mm. to be come from our own people because, you know, that's how we spread news. Yeah, and I, I guess also just um, in terms of that statistic that you mentioned, uh, that yeah, Maori, Maori and Pacific men do um, rate high in the in drowning drowning stats. If you look at it from a regional perspective, it's really interesting that it's largely within Auckland. And I just, I mean, I know that statistic. I know we know that statistic and our surf clubs know that statistic but do our communities know that you know um, and it's about kind of mm-hmm. sharing that type of um, information within our you know the carver circles or the churches you know as a, as a reminder before um, you know the big big beach trips out there that there are there is greater access to the water here in New Zealand you know lots more of our people are getting you know little boats and that's where they're getting into trouble that's where this thing is 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 kind of leading so it is really important just to share the information with our communities I know uh, we've been asked um, by surf um, surf life saving to to share things within our community radios but we can't be the only family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we, we, we can't be the only family and we, we'll, we'll do anything to, to help promote the awareness and, and whatnot. Um, but there just needs to be a lot more resourcing, um, especially in that, in that kind of space. Just looking at the facilities that we have where mm. our people live is huge. Um, out west, we've only got West Wave is the one big public uh, swimming facility and that's always packed and it's really hard for, um, you know, that's always packed in general. So it's always hard to kind of find like a, a spare lane, etc. cetera. Um, if you look at our, you know, just coming back to our people, South Auckland don't have access to a lot of safe beaches. There are not many clean well-guarded, well-funded guarded beaches out south. So often they have to travel elsewhere. But if you look at somewhere like the shore where there's heaps of beaches, there are flash facilities. And that's probably speaks to why, you know, some of the water polo clubs and um, etc. So it's not that 
New Zealand needs to dig up more <laughs> beaches in South Auckland. It's just looking at, you know, what we can do, what needs to be funded as well. It, it helps, but also resourcing. I, I, I think what you're trying to say is, yeah. um, you know, the clubs, the clubs on the shore, of course, they're well resourced because a lot of it is, it is voluntary, you know, a lot of um, kind of water accessibility is funded by people's resources, own, our own um, resources. So uh, you tend to kind of see a lot of wealth on that side, whereas a lot of our beaches out on the West Coast or even out South, like Helena was saying, um, there just isn't that funding uh, or that awareness. No um, flash wharfs, no flash boat ramps, etc. But I think if we had more of those, then people would be able to access them more regularly and then I guess safely yeah safely and then fall in love with like the water like we mm. have because that's why we you know bottom bottom line that's why we do this because we love the water we love the beach you know just as much as our other families love rugby and do well in rugby so it's kind of restoring that or aiding that relationship and a sort of affiliation really mm. Given your experience in the water and um, what you've experienced as surf lifesavers, how important is it, would you say, to learn how to swim? Yeah, no, swimming swimming does really help. It really does. But when we when we joined um, surf, we we thought our our level of swimming was enough, and then we learnt that <laughs> you can actually swim nonstop for a whole hour. Um, in a pool and that was just the type of training that we did to really um, get our, our level of fitness up and that was just the norm so definitely it does help and it does go a long way but I guess just in terms of, of fitness and for, for, for surf life-saving um, or even just being out in the west coast especially I think the biggest thing is really just knowing your limits um and, and just respecting the water that way yeah at the end of the day we live on an island a big island and living in Auckland you're pretty much 20 minutes away from any beach um so it's yeah it's essential really mm. especially come summer I don't know anyone who's not at the beach in summer mm. further to that I think beach education is really really important Water safety awareness is really, really important. That in combination with basic swimming lessons go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to further those skills, surf lifesaving or being a lifeguard is one pathway. Um, if you're going to be an avid fisherman, then you have to know, you know, um, the safety tips when you want to go and um, fish off the rocks or fish off the beach, you know, wearing a life jacket. Uh, checking the conditions, things like that. Um, so I guess starting uh, right from school, uh, beach education uh, for our kids uh, and their families is really essential. You know, we're heading into summer now. A lot of people will be going to the beaches. Um, but what advice would you give to people who, you know, tomorrow they're just going to pack up a picnic and go to a beach? What advice would you give them to be safe in and around the water? Check the conditions before you go. Lots of Auckland Council have set up like a really cool website where you can actually check certain beaches without having to, you know, we've 
back in the day, we used to just rock up to the beach and if it was bad, it was bad and then have to drive to another place. Or even if, you know, like you can ask the guards on duty. Um, the lifeguards on duty love answering and helping our community with, oh, the, this spot isn't really looking good, but this you can swim over here, down to the, you know, the closest fish and chip shop. Um, yeah. We would encourage um, going to beaches that are patrolled. Um, mm. So um, I know that there are beaches that are not patrolled, but um, a starting point is finding out what beaches are patrolled and have lifeguards there to support and keep you safe. And then when you get there, look after your kids, uh, look after your families, um, because we know our families are, are going to be swarming to the beaches um, and, and good on them. And we encourage that to look after each other um, yeah, and know the conditions, uh, like Elena was saying, and go together.